We're back. It's Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. Once again, in the last segment, I lost more cool points and I lost more street cred because I talked about before on this program how much I love reading and I love books. Well, I also love documentaries. I love anything where, you know, if I'm going to sit down and watch something and invest, you know, a couple hours of my life into something, I want to pull something away. Like, I love entertainment. Yeah. I love watching, you know, different shows. But that's not but... the new. You're constantly losing street credit. I mean, you're I the know. one that, I mean, you sit here and explain multiple times how you love to be grounded from. Not at love it. I hate no, no, being no, no, grounded. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Let me finish here. You love not necessarily from being grounded, but from being grounded from outdoors or get or video games because you knew that your books were the most important. Absolutely. So, so you're, you're how how old were you when your parents realized? Wait, hold on. This is like throwing rabbit. Probably like priority. nine or ten. And, and then they, they realized like, it's the books that got yeah, you. Yeah. Once I once I got grounded from books, I was like, okay, okay, okay I'm gonna start acting right, mom and dad. I promise. <laughs> Uh, that was always the big threat. But here's the thing. Now I love watching documentaries, especially on Netflix. Netflix has got a lot of really terrible documentaries. Um, and I say terrible because if you're especially um, when they create documentaries about sacred things, sure. right? So, you know, National Geographic, Discovery Channel, all of these things, they've oh, got man. documentaries about the Bible and the, the lost gospels. Have you heard of those? Yeah. And, well, now let me, th- let me just. You stop me if I go too far here, but let me just tell you something about that. They have occasionally they'll have some some good accurate stuff, but more times than not, God God bless them. When they start getting into scripture and the Bible mm-hmm. and all that, one I was watching a documentary for just for moments, just to kind of like can't believe what I'm saying. Like, is this real? They're doing a documentary, going through scripture and pulling out all, trying to squeeze in how all these godly men that we look at, like Moses, and you know these characteristics, and trying to point out how they were all gay yeah oh yeah i've seen that several times bizarre thing ever it is it is and the thing is but i'll say this i thoroughly enjoy watching these documentaries because i want to know what the world says about Mm -hmm. sacred things um but you have to balance that if you're going to watch things that the world says you actually have to know what scripture is and what it says and uh american family studios another department of american family association is creating a a new project uh called the god who speaks and um and it's one of those really good resources. We've got we have MD Perkins, writer, mm-hmm. director, producer, everything for uh, the God who speaks the studio with us. So, Michael T- or MD, tell me this: um, Why create this when there's so many other documentaries out there already about the Bible? Right. Well, that's almost exactly the reason why we made it was because I looked out at the field of of documentaries that exist on the topic. And most of them are. They're, they're from that skeptical point of view. They want to, um, you know, they want to question or, or examine something from kind of this eccentric angle or prove how, you know, uh, Jeremiah didn't really write Jeremiah or how the Apostle Paul was really, you know, a, a misogynist or all, all these sorts of, of things. And the question was, well, you know, where's the resource that actually comes from from an evangelical point of view that looks at, you know, we hold the, the Bible to be the very Word of God, not just a testament to uh, the Word of God or the words of God or some document of how an ancient people thought and conceived of God, but it's the Word of God. That's what we believe. And so where's where's the documentary on the market that actually deals with that topic? And we looked around and we didn't find it. Mm-hmm. And so the question was, well, you know, if, if you see a need, you know, maybe fill it. And so mm-hmm. that was that was part of the impetus behind even wanting to make a project like this. So what sets this one apart? I mean, it's, it's from an evangelical perspective. 
Uh, but so whenever I watch these documentaries on Netflix, I kind of have an idea of the angle, the agenda that they have that they want to feel. What What's the angle behind this one? What are you wanting people to walk away with? Well, there's obviously a, a deepened confidence in the scripture as given that the, the Bible that you hold in, our, in your hands, um, that you can trust it, that it's been accurately transmitted over time, that, you know, the, the text that is there has been accurately translated, it's been accurately presented to you, and that you can trust the words that are there. So there's, that's the basic kind of apologetic And mind it's gone through it. everything. Sure. Yeah. And then, but even behind that, there's the additional desire that not just that you appreciate the Bible kind of sitting there on your coffee table, but that as a believer, that this is, this is the testimony and witness to Christ and to, to God himself. And so it's really the God of the Bible that we want to point people to. And so a, a desire to not, just, to not just appreciate it or to kind of have some arguments for why it is reliable or trustworthy or whatnot, but to, to actually dig in and to, to seek to know who is this God who has spoken to us and, and what does he have to say about me and my life and how can I respond to him in obedience and worship? Yep. You know, and one of the things that, that always strikes me is we search after um, everything in this world. We're looking for something to speak to us. Yeah. Right? I mean, we'll, we're going to watch a movie. Now, MD, I know you love movies, especially sure. old movies, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, we, we always go to these films or we watch these documentaries. Or we read these books and say, you know, that really spoke to me. Mm-hmm. But when we say that, what we mean is that we got we, we felt something and right. we walked away with something. There's something very different when we come to the Bible and say that spoke to me because right. it's not just the book that spoke, but the God who exactly. is in the book or the book reveals. So um, now one of the things that, that we wanted to talk about was does it matter if the Bible is actually the word of God or just words about God? W- what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, that's that's what that's the common argument, um, especially it's popular in academic circles is to say that the Bible is interesting, it's kind of fascinating, because it talks about an ancient people, and it talks about how these ancient people thought about God. And so, in as far as it's helpful to us, is basically just to tell us the history of how people have thought about God. But that's not the Christian claim. The Christian claim isn't that the Bible just talks about uh, an ancient people's view of God. The Christian claim is that, no, this, this book actually reveals who God is, and God was behind the very writing of it, so that even the words themselves have weight and authority beyond just uh, beyond just what it might say about how different people viewed things. This is Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. We'll have all the links to any of the thing, any of the conferences, and the content and the product that we're talking about today. The God Who Speaks. It's a hour, hour and a half, yep. hour and a half documentary. And we will have all the show notes and all that in our show notes on EngageMagazine.net. Go check that out. Now, one of the things that I was taught as I was raised in a Christian household is that God's word is so inspired and so inerrant and so perfect that mm-hmm. in the same way to dis in the same way we believe or disbelieve God's word is the same way we would believe or disbelieve God himself. Right. And so can you speak to that? And so so basically through your ninety minute documentary that and let me ask the um the question, you have proven that God's word is inerrant, right? Sure. I mean uh, you know the, you can argue that on multiple fronts. Of course, the belief of that uh, goes much deeper than just a, a, head, a head knowledge or an assent or, or acquiescing to an apologetic argument. Obviously, I mean, we believe that there is spiritual blindness sure. that, uh, that affects people and that you need the actual Holy Spirit to open someone's eyes. But 
You know, the reality is that the Spirit is the author of the Word. And because of that, there is an actual beauty and power in the Word to open someone's eyes to the realities of God and the realities of your own sinful heart. Mm. Amen. That's great. So um, now let me talk to you about, because I know whenever I write something, uh, whenever I write something for Engage, whenever I write it for the journal, I always, I'm interested in it and I'm always kind of amazed at how it impacts me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, how has working on this, because you said you worked on this for a year and a half yeah. before you even started filming. Sure. Right? So how has this impacted you on a, on a personal level? I mean, the research for this was was enormous, as you can imagine, because, you know, I... Yeah, you have boxes of books in your office. Exactly. That, by the way, I'm very jealous of. <laughs> just going to throw that out there. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty nice to be able to to actually commit some time to research something. You know, I, I, church history has always been a fascinating point for me. And so to be actually able to sit down and to study and kind of put together and piece together the timeline and the, the overarching kind of... Uh, gist of history mm-hmm. it, it, I mean there's there's something really helpful about that just in the terms of uh, of thinking about things uh, that are happening now and you're able to to trace things back to kind of ancient origins and that that's nothing there's nothing new under the sun right you know every mm-hmm. every every contemporary heresy actually has roots in an ancient heresy and those sorts of things so to be able to see history from from a broad perspective but also to be able to really feel confident. I mean, I feel more confident now than I've ever felt at any point in my life in the reliability of the Bible. And, you know, that's never been a point of real question for me um, throughout my life. But at the same time, you do have those questions that nag you. You're like, you know, surely like thousands of years ago, something was different. And I don't have... I don't have the right things or surely there was some, you know, ancient group that kind of got together in a room and decided, well, these are the books that are in (laughs) and these are the books that are not going to be in. And so the, you know, and so our Bible is somehow constructed behind closed doors. The Masons. Yeah. (laughs) But the reality is that is not how it happened. You know, I mean, that's not how the canon was formed. That's not, uh, we can trust the Bible as it as it's been given to us over time. And we can and, trust the books that are in our Bible. Yeah, and like you can that, trust that the wording the of those books even. Yeah. And and even when you get into issues of translation, we weren't able to dig into that as much in the documentary itself. But uh, you know, the translations are actually very good. The English translations that we have now. A questioning that I know our audience is <laughs> wanting to know is, and the question I like to ask anytime we interview anybody: What was the most surprising thing that you learned? in this trip or in this trip in this process because there were lots of trips yeah Yeah. lots of trips. yeah there there were lots of uh (laughs) lots of things that happened but you know i was kind of mentioning the formation of the canon you know the the conception that i had in my mind and it wasn't a nefarious conception it was just that um that believing men got together and kind of talked about well these are the books that we want uh these are the books that testify of god and these are the ones that don't and, uh, and so the, the canon was kind of determined by a committee sort of thing. That's really not how it exactly. happened. Um, you know, the, <laughs> the earliest, uh, that even into the second century, so most of the New Testament was written up to about 96 AD. Mm-hmm. That was when Revelation was written. And, um, and even by early second century, you already have the documents. Most of the books that make up uh, our New Testament have already been decided and really when it comes to the Old Testament canon, 
by all reasonable accounts, it looks like that was already determined by the time of Jesus because he never questions uh, the Pharisees or the Sadducees or any of the religious leaders on any point. No one seems to have any question about that they're talking about a different collection of books. And so, you know, we can hold some confidence in that, uh, that, that the Old Testament um, canon was, was already probably formed and, and settled by that time. And then you look at the writings of church fathers over the, his, over, uh, over the early centuries of the church, and there was never any formal council that got together and said, these are the books of the Bible. Um, all of the questions that might have been there would have been about some of the other books some of the other books that emerged, um, you know, the Gospel of Thomas or, mm-hmm. uh, or some of these other kind of eccentric, <laughs> interesting. Gospel of Mary or yeah, Peter, all these A things. lot of stuff that people want to make uh, documentaries about on the Discovery now, Channel. Now, where can they find out more about this? Well, we... Uh, For the website. We've got our, our information on our website, thegodwhospeaks.org. We're also on Facebook at The God Who Speaks Movie. Yeah, now tell us real quick, because you're going to premiere this in October at a conference. Tell us about the conference. It's uh, the National Conference on Christian Apologetics in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. It is uh, October 13th and 14th of this year, 2017. And uh, you can find information on their website through Southern Evangelical Seminary. And we're going to post links to all of this because we know it was super fast. So we're going to post links to this at engagemagazine.net slash podcast. And also Engage will be at the conference. We're going to have a booth. If you're there, come by, come see us, come check out The God Who Speaks, the new documentary from AFS. Until next week, keep on sharing truth and applying scripture.